0: You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing
1: madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra
0: 1063FM.
2: Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand of Rand Inc. here with you today. And uh, we're kicking off June and summer's in full swing. Yeah, you got back from the beach. I did. Got to celebrate my birthday with family. There you go. That's yep. right. Happy birthday. How? Now, okay, first of all, what'd you shoot? Uh, let's see here. Did not play all that well. Uh, yeah, shot 78, 79. 40, no, 43. We played nine. Then I shot 80. 9 i think and then That's we and then we played a we, this was fun first time ever my dad my brother and my nephew we played in a tournament. and We finished next to last. <laughs> we, made no, we made nothing. We, we, we made fourteen straight pars to start a scramble. That is not the way you start a scramble. No. But we had a, we had a fantastic time. So it was it was a
1: blast. Okay. So how many how many uh, you were you were maybe a couple under on your score, but how many over were you on your beers?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, not enough. I think. <laughs> I probably should have been a little more. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. No, it was uh, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic week. So, and a great way to uh, celebrate the holiday and be with family and, and the like. So,
1: Memorial Day is a, a good weekend. We're gonna get we're gonna get it finished here. God, we're still in school. Unbelievable. Yeah. The 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 little one is still in school at Marist. I mean, hey, Emmer- she's like,
2: Emerson's got one more week.
1: She's got uh, one more exam tomorrow, and then she's done. And yeah. So awesome. Yeah, it'll it'll be good. But yeah, they 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 get out late there. Yeah. So, yeah. So then then we'll start playing golf and finding some time to to get to get away. Yeah. So well. But in the
2: meantime, in the meantime today, I thought this is going to be a uh, there's a great study that came out right before um, the holiday, and I think a lot of people are going to go. This makes no sense, um, but I think when you really dive into it, we'll we'll talk into uh, what's what's happening. So. Um, study uh, by the uh, Advertising Coalition uh, basically said that they looked at all of the U.S. GDP, $21 trillion worth, um, and concluded that only uh, 18.5% was driven by direct or indirect advertising and that 81% of U.S. GDP was not driven by advertising.
1: So let's go with the first thing. and I, It's funny. I have uh, – when when people actually talk about, hey, we listen to you guys. And, like, yeah, well, they just, you know, wind us up and let me rant. <laughs> Bill's – I mean, you know, you got Tripp, the perfect point man who knows everything about everything, and me just kind of rant. And this is he, – he knew this was going to set me off. First of all, the word advertising.
2: Right, which is – and I love the fact that this stat – and it's done by the Advertising Coalition, so – um, this is a just advertising, not marketing. This is one uh sub segment of marketing. This is truly your um Geico advertising T V, radio, print, whatever, but it is advertising. One of not, these days I'm gonna remember how you
1: say about what what's your what's your um, point about numbers no, what is um figures lie and liars figure. Okay. So <clears throat> let's go to number 1 yeah. the biggest advertisers in in our in the US car companies insurance companies telco companies right and pharmaceuticals as a group okay yeah so right away the numbers are already skewed because if you look at the advertising spend in our country 80% of it's coming from those monsters yeah, I mean you know Geico spends a billion three, and so 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 when you really get down to it, you know again where we play mid market kind of stuff, and the mid market folks is not small business, ten, twenty, thirty, hundred million dollar companies. Even you could have a billion dollar mid market company because they they you know they're they don't have a, a big uh, footprint, but advertising, commercials, digital. All the other things, all of that stuff is what we're talking about, and 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 so what's interesting about that number is that when people ask what percentage of our top line revenue should we put in our uh, advertising budget, and everyone's going to go, well, first of all, it's the wrong question. What's the marketing yeah. budget? And usually, most folks will say, well, somewhere between twelve to twenty four percent, right? Most people eighteen to twenty percent of top line, and and so it's funny that that number came in at eighteen uh, and, and percent. Well, and
2: again, just yeah, and I I look at it slightly different. Of to me, it, it's a perfect idea of of your total marketing budget. Let's forget because there are differences, and I agree with it's a range on how much of your total revenue you spend. But there's differences what industry you're in are you B to C, B to B, et cetera. But when I think about it, of what my marketing budget is. How much of that marketing budget should be dedicated to advertising? And I think a lot of people think it's 80, 90%, and it's absolutely not. No, it's almost inverse. Well, okay,
1: again, back to what you just said. It depends on what industry you're in. Right. Um, If you're in very complex, B2B, long-term, strategic selling kinds of things, you know... Um, you're gonna have so much in terms of brand and events and and content and all that sort of stuff. That's not advertising folks. It's marketing. Yep. You know If you are buying media, that is or buying a trade show or sponsoring and, and again let's, so let's let's actually do this. So when you break down, we've never broken down a marketing budget yeah. on the on the show. Let's bring, and, and we're working on this with a couple of clients right now. And we've got one client that wants to add 25% more to their budget. Okay. Say, wow, that's fun. And I'm going, well, not really. Let's make sure of how we spend this. So when we look at things, it's a matter of saying, okay, what are the buckets? Brand, events. And within the events, you've got trade shows, conferences, all those kinds of things. It could be webinars could now, be webinars, webinars, masterclasses, whatever. And then what are the associated expenses with those? Sponsorships and all of the ancillaries that go with that. Then you've got, of course, social. Social ain't free. We know that, people. So you have organic social and paid social. Then you've got to deal with, now you deal with search engine marketing, you know, pay-per-click, um, Google AdWords, uh, display, uh, retargeting. Retargeting is the fun part when they strap that little pixel to your tushy on the internet, and everywhere you go, that ad follows you. Um, retargeting, uh, behavioral targeting, whatever you want to call it. So now we—that's that's buckets. And let's not forget. That, let's not forget print. Let's not forget cable. Let's not forget programmatic. Well, so you got all these different and, buckets. And there's two others: research, research, and then people. Apps and then you've got research and people, so you know again, and he, he, there is no single number for this, but um, and the smaller your ad budget or your marketing budget, let me, boy, I just that should cost me fifty bucks there. The smaller your marketing budget, the higher your percentage of people are going to be against that budget. Yep. So you know I've used this example a couple times, and let's just kind of keep on using it. So. I usually go to kind of one to three, you know, one to two. I'm excuse me, one to two. For every dollar that you have in people, you're going to probably spend two in advertising. You know, it could be as much as so if you've got a $10 million budget, let's just make Mm -hmm. an easy number. Forty percent, that's going to be people. Um, And then the other 60 percent is going to be media and all the ancillaries Mm -hmm. around it. But you're going to have a big, big budget. Uh, in terms of people and staff and and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I
2: think I I would say probably on the B2C, it's going to be a heavier call. From my B2B experiences, Um, from those type of budgets, it wouldn't have been 40%. It would have been much lower. 20 20 to 25, yeah. And that's just, again, you're able, when you start doing, uh, as Darren knows, a lot of things on the B2B level, some of... You know they're bigger ticket items. There's certain things so you can manage them with fewer people. When you get into b 2 b c and some of the data and all the things that we're talking about, there's definitely a, a bigger um, uh, labor need. And here's the other side: sometimes you may not hire the people, but it's the labor if you're using an agency. Exactly. So,
1: so but so I, I started out with saying you know 25, 30 percent, as much as 40. It just depends. That number is going to move. Mm-hmm. You know, but. At the end of the day, what you what you got to go is say, okay, let's say I got ten million, I got seven million left. Let's make it. Let's use mm-hmm. the thirty. Now I got to figure out what to do with the seven. And how to sp- how to you know split it into the different buckets we just mentioned. What we're getting at is this: advertising is a part of marketing that is an absolutely necessary evil. I can get Trip wound up on this one. Um, he loves PR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> decimal dust, (laughs) most of the time so yeah um you can tell he doesn't um and and so every dollar you spend in terms of what you're doing let's just pick a pick a place you know well let's let's look if you if you category
2: if you reach these i rank them okay number one is the one a and one b to me are your brand and your people Right. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not I'm not even going to say which is more important, because honestly, they're both incredibly important and they go together um, after that. You know, then it gets into it's probably it's, it's not maybe always the most important. It's definitely not the largest, but. A lot of people will get rid of the research piece because they view it as, "Oh, I can grab ten percent to give something else." I would say, even though it's not the largest, it's one you need to hold on to every year. So,
1: yeah, research is is absolutely it, not only for your knowledge, but if you're doing good content work, your audience is going to want to know what you're talking, what you're, you know, what you're talking about, and the information and where it's coming from to create that comfort. Um, but I guess what I'm uh, what I'm getting at here is when you. When you think about breaking down all those little pieces, um, and, I, and I had the meeting with the CFO this morning, and we were talking about what is the ROI for every one of those decisions, yeah. and, and that's how you got to look at it. You know, looking at car companies and insurance companies, the amount of money that they spend on advertising, Geico commercials, State Farm commercials, Allstate commercials, pharmaceutical commercials, that's advertising. And they are spending a fortune, but they've got the ability to do the analytics to go, okay, if we turn up the volume, it's going to increase, increase. Our, our revenue by X.
2: Right. So we're going to uh, dive in a little more to how you can uh, get the right mix when we come back. You're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra
0: 106.3. Now back to the
1: Marketing Madmen on Extra 106.3 FM.
2: Welcome back to the Marketing Madman. Trip Job and Darren Rand here. We were talking about how to think about um, your marketing budget. And, again, marketing, not advertising. And, and now we'll get into what, what's the right maybe percentages or how to think about the advertising components within your marketing. So we, we kind of had broken it down. We said, look, your key ones are going to be your people and your brand. And, frankly, those are probably two of the larger pieces of the pie. Research, I put number three, even though it's going to be maybe the smallest piece. And, and honestly, it was a lot of times five to ten percent just depending on the business, where you were in your cycle and things like that. but one that I think is just you should never take out. I think you should always be looking. And then we got and now we can start getting into traditional um, advertising regardless of media, social, and then search engine marketing. So I'll kind of let Darren go from here. But to me, understanding your brand, understanding your strategy will dictate where you put your money in those areas. And what are those? To me, those three combined will make up, I don't know, 30 to 35%, so to speak, of the total. But depending on the business, they may um, they may be completely different. One so one just, company could be heavy heavy social and search engine because they're. Um, if I'm a lingerie company, I'm going to be all over Pinterest and
1: social and influencers. You know, if I'm a B two B company selling, I don't know, some kind of complex technology. Yeah, I'm going to be on LinkedIn. The rest I don't care about. Yeah. So what's interesting is you you and you. I'm going to jump off for me. First thing is, what industry are you in? Yep. Okay. First, 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 why, you know, they're not, these people are not stupid in auto and and insurance and CPG. They are spending money based on buying, buying behavior of the consumer, right? Whether it's 36 months for a car or 48 or whatever the heck it is, they know based on all that data that, that if it's a luxury auto, it may be 36, if it's a, you know, economy auto would they know? Okay, so they are going. If we don't stay top of mind in that audience's brain, yep. then we have a really good chance to lose the next time they make a decision. All right, number one. Number two is then this gets to the difference between brand and advertising. So the advertising, let's again let's use auto and and telco, two of my favorites to bash. Um, do you ever notice everything's on sale?
2: <laughs> it's like, what's make, the make, offer of the day? Macy's. Oh my god! Oh, I, mean, I, I think Macy's ought to come out once with July Fourth full price sale. Exactly. Well, <laughs> the, the point is,
1: folks, is that that, that they they need a reason to, to advertise. So right. they make they make crap up to go. Well, let's say something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just we're not going to change that. But so so what what industry are you in? Right. Yep. What's the complexity and timing of your sales cycle? So, this is where we were talking about. You mentioned brand and people. If it's a long sales cycle and a complex, you know, type of uh, of a sale. It's brand, 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 brand. And then after that, it's brand and people and yeah, brand. Yeah,
2: be top of mind. I, I, I was looking to see. I didn't have it. I, I took it to the beach, of course. But um, of course. I love Garden he, and Gun Magazine. Yeah. I love Garden and Gun Magazine, right? Uh-huh. And if you think about it, some of the resorts, the brands, even some of the luxury cars and, and things like that, you know, that's what they're they're in the print for that long-term sales cycle, all right? It's just top of mind. That's not where the decision finally is made, oh, I want to go on a beach vacation or I want to go out west to Wyoming or whatever. That's then their next level of advertising. But they're in because they know that's where their customer is and they're going to have that beautiful-looking ad every other month when it comes out in this publication or if they're in Southern Living, et cetera, et cetera. They, ha- they, they have to be there. Yeah. They ha- So those are luxury brands we we
1: we know about and consumer brands that we know about and we know that they're looking at the velocity and the timing and all that sort of stuff and then so now you get to again uh you know the the telco and the the, mo- the mobile oh my goodness holy smokes i uh, i it it is and i we should look this up cuz it would be really interesting but I remember, you know, it's like three hundred dollars per subscriber to acquire a new, and it, it. I need to go look it up. I that's sorry, that's I should just be shot for not knowing that. Uh, but what it costs to get a, a new subscriber or a new, you know, person um, into a, you know, from AT and T to Verizon,
2: vice versa. So they know that. Yeah. They they absolutely know that. Yeah. And right now, one of the things I've i have seen it about every other day is, you know. They are throwing out the, you know, free phones, whatever, if you add a line. So now what they're trying to do is it's not just, you know, a new subscriber, but they want to add on, expand your, you know, line coverage, number of, you know, people, bodies, etc. The the, the
1: deeper my hooks are into you, the longer it's going to take me to get away. Because I just do not want the hassle. I mean, we've talked about this before, I think. Banking and telco, people do not want to deal with the switching. Yeah. You can talk about number portability and all that kind of stuff. Baloney. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, cable. Oh, God. I mean, ugh. we've got fiber coming in our neighborhood. I am oh. so excited. I am you so excited. You don't have excited. to cut the cord now, huh? Oh, I'm, I, I, you know, my animosity yeah, for my uh, my 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 cable anyway. Um, so, again, now what what are they doing? Those Those folks are all, you know, what What's my monthly deal? those sorts of things now let's go back to the brand and where the other part of my my marketing budget goes yeah. so now i got to keep you happy right i i've got to I've got to keep you happy. advertising can fall into again brand or it can be response, it can be lead gen. What is the purpose of what you're trying to do
2: yeah. um or you know, one when I, when I forgot to mention. You mentioned it earlier. Is you know that relationship, which can be events. I mean, events can be both relationship and somewhat acquisition, depending on again the market, the industry, how the events are set totally, up. Totally. I mean,
1: you know, think about sampling, folks. You know, with the, uh, I mean, look at your look at your beverage shelves nowadays. Holy yeah. crud! They keep on expanding with more and more and more different pr- and different products. But there are only a couple big old monsters that are out there that are yeah. selling all those products, Pepsi and Coca-Cola, right? And at the end of the day, what are they doing? They're trying to keep you in their franchise. That's yeah. it. You know, it's no different than, than, you know, CPG with, you know, I've got all the different things I've got. Once I get you in, i got to keep you there somehow, some way. Yeah. So, again, so there's, you know, product launches. All What we're getting at is this. Advertising... Um, has different reasons for being done. Advertising is different than marketing. Those are not the same thing. Advertising is a tactic of your marketing plan. And it's going to be different in terms of how you deploy it and what your ROI is based on the industry. And
2: and there's no, to that point, there's no cookie cutter that says this much. You know, if someone else tells you, oh, I'm spending 20% of my budget on social, that doesn't mean you should be. No. Absolutely. Because what again? Who are their audience? What's their industry, et cetera? And and, but you need to look at all these areas. You need to make sure where are you spending your money. Um, it always should include brand. It always should include people. It all sh- always should have some level of research. And then, you know, the direct spend. That's where now we're talking about the direct spend, the advertising, the social, the search engine, and the event space. That's where it's gonna it's gonna vary. And to vary by your business, your industry, and how, how you know you should go about it. And just because a realtor does this doesn't mean your restaurant should be doing that. Well, it's interesting now also is
1: that now we have the data to know what's working and what not, what's not working.
2: Yeah. No, and, and I think that's a perfect segue into um, we have the data. Do you understand the data? Or does your agency that you're working with understand the data? Or are they just kind of they want to do it the way they've always done it. So that was the second article I saw this week, Um, and and you'll love this. Um, The the headline is Martech Morass. Marketers say they're confused by the tech landscape. Go figure. (laughs) So they polled uh, marketers. 64% agree with the statement that marketing technology generally creates more internal work with vendors, rarely accounting for, um, and with 25 saying they strongly agree with that so uh, more more internal work and doesn't do anything for them uh, okay sorry I
1: just uh, he had to pick me up off the floor alright for those of you who don't know which is probably most of you uh, I built a software platform MarTech software platform and holy smokes um, the MarTech landscape uh, went from probably two decades ago from digestible to now it's like just little dots on a on a big old dark.
2: Yeah, I mean, it used to be a couple years ago it was 5,000. Uh, now the last one I saw is like 8 or 9,000. Yeah, well, yeah maybe over 10 when now. I, when I, I
1: when I started working in it and building my, it was in in the, you know, below 1,000. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, so or, Martech is salesforce.com, Constant Contact, um, Pardot, Pardot, um, all your marketing automation tools, HubSpot, All that, that's MarTech. Constant
2: contact, MailChimp. That
1: is marketing technology. All right, so this is near and dear to my heart for many, 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 many reasons. (laughs) And the reasons are this. Let's just start with number one. Um, Software is only as good as people using it, number one. So uh, most people, and this is, now we're going to get into both a MarTech and a technology conversation. You cannot take your brain off just because you go buy software. It doesn't do the job for you. No. Okay. So what you what we're saying is, of the percentage of people who are saying it's frustrating, how many of those really know what the heck they're doing? <laughs> Sorry, folks. I bash marketing all the time.
2: Well okay. and, 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 and it's here, not. Go ahead. And here's the – so further in the study, the question was posed, who was responsible for driving the digital initiatives? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and this, they only gave you choices for the C suite, right? So oh this, yeah, they, this, they they
1: really know about the digital initiative right. so, in the C suite. So
2: this will answer where uh, Darren's going. So the number one was the Chief Technology Officer, fifty one percent. Wow. So your IT. Okay,
1: let's talk. Let's talk about marketing with the CTO. Mm, right. Well, a, but
2: this is marketers answering this. So back yeah. to your point about they don't understand. Well, half of them feel that IT is driving the use of technology, which shows they're not involved which next is CEO at 34% or a third, and then the chief marketing officer is third at 24%. So of all marketers, they're saying that they're third in line of driving this, which tells you they're not involved. They're not uh, understanding it and that someone else is pushing it, probably because someone else is looking for answers or trying to get into the data that they're not providing solutions and information and analysis from.
1: So let's get to the real why of what's causing this, okay? Oh, All right. Again, sorry, folks. I just think a lot of marketing is really bad. (laughs) Let's just start there. Um, For so many reasons, you've got youth that doesn't know what the heck they're doing because they haven't been in it long enough. As my brother loves to say, TOE, Time on Earth. Just isn't, they can be wicked smart but you know haven't haven't seen enough to know then you've got the other end of the spectrum where you've got to your point the people driving some of these decisions marketing decisions have no clue everyone thinks they're marketer. we've talked about this before everyone thinks they're a marketer do I go in and tell an accountant how to do their job or an attorney how to do their job no do I tell my brother how to do it? no but how about how in the world do we in the world we play in everyone thinks they're a marketer and they know what to do okay now we get to the why all this Martech stuff comes in there's two reasons a visibility, okay visibility, visibility, Good. visibility, and two is efficiency. Those are the only two reasons to do it: visibility, which is data, reporting, monitoring, all that sort of stuff, right, yeah. and the second one is efficiency. Can I get more done faster? Those are the only two reasons for it yeah, that's and, how
2: you use it, and that's where and so my view being on the other side of it is that The marketers who aren't, they're the ones who only think one out of four times they're driving it, it's because they're not being transparent. They're not telling the story. They're not, you know, they're going to the CEO and the CFO every year asking for millions of dollars or whatever it is, because this tends to be mid to large market firms that are are in the study. And yet they can't explain why. They can't explain some of the return. Uh, They can't. Give you a good idea of where it's all going. So therefore, after a point in time, the CEO either gets fed up or he goes to the the chief technology officer and says, "I need better visibility in what they're doing, where they're spending, and where it's going." And thus, that's why they're coming out as the top two people to drive this because marketers are sitting back on the creative side and not talking about the business impacts of the marketing budget. So let's about efficiency first, okay? Yeah.
1: We, wrote, we don't talk about our process deeply all the time, but we're going to do it now. So if, if, if you take 2,000 hours a year per FTE, full-time employee, and you've got 100 of them, okay? That is the bucket of hours that you have inside your marketing department. Yeah. Take, it, take 10. Let's just make it easy, all right? So I've got 20,000 hours of time. That's my capacity. That's it, okay? Not thirty, not forty thousand. I got twenty thousand hours of time in my marketing department, and I've got all this shit coming over the wall, and the and it flows downhill to marketing because everybody thinks you can go in and order yeah. a number one. We're number three. Let's go order a number three and get it done. Nuh-uh. Okay. So, so the first problem, efficiency, is horrible in marketing. It stinks. Process, efficiency, you can Six Sigma black belt the crap out of I don't care. It's horrible because it's changing so fast. The landscape is changing so fast. And the problem is there's never enough time for people to step step back from these tools, these Mar- yep. MarTech tools, like we're doing right now with a client, and saying, let's get this right before we start launching it. We are working on a project right now to fix... A database and sales process and within a CRM.
2: Darren's buying me a new set of glasses after this project. Yeah,
1: by the way. it's just <laughs> and, and if we if we don't do it now, once these guys really crank it up, you'll never fix it. Yeah. And so, so let's 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 just talk about some of the basics. If your database of people, you go, oh, I've got you know. Forty thousand people in my database. You know, unless you're really, really, really different than everybody else, half of them are probably junk. Okay. How are you segmenting those? What are you doing with them? How do you? How are you tracking all that stuff? And if you're not setting up those stages and gates inside of your martech, which in this case would be your
2: CRM, then. You're lost in the first place, yeah, so and 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 here's going back to the bigger picture issue is um if marketing doesn't think they're driving it, then they don't take the responsibility and own these processes well and and that's that's a big problem, so someone buys the system, so to speak, and then they you're not accountable and responsible to making sure that it's set up right and you're managing it and maintaining it. And then, therefore, you're not using it. Well, and that's that's a big issue. And, I, and Darren's right in the, looking at our process. I mean, look, go out to randinc.cc and uh, you can kind of see how we think about it. I mean, we see this all the time.
1: Every I remember, let's see, 20 years ago, somebody told me you can't sell process in marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to that person who said that to me baloney. Um, it is dominant. So, um, Again, let's let's keep on going down the down the the efficiency and, and visibility. Um, so again, constant contact, or let's just use Marketo. Mm-hmm. Okay, for people who don't know what Marketo is, it is a monster martech platform that is part CRM, part marketing automation tool. These things are two hundred fifty thousand dollars put in, and if you don't have a full time Marketo jockey. Who really knows what they're doing running that thing? Forget it. Yeah. You know you're handing you're handing the keys to a Ferrari to a baby. I mean it's it's just it. So that's one extreme. Or and, now SAP has got marketing automation or Adobe Cloud or all these things that these folks are you know they're you know they're listening are getting sold. Or then you go to the small stuff, right? Right. And yeah. you get these little ones, these little point solutions that are, you know, that it's. You know, $50 a month or $200 a month or whatever the heck it may be, it's not going to do
2: the job for you. Well, and here, I'm going to use another one that gets into efficiency. And I think this is a mistake a lot of people use when they do bring in these tools. And let's say they're using um, a HubSpot or something else to do all their social post, all right, which is great, great use of it. But what happens a lot of times, they think, oh, okay, so we're going to post every day, Monday to Friday, um First therefore mistake. right well and there are some <laughs> bigger companies that could yeah, but yeah. let's say mid-market's three times a week and a small company is one time a week right perfect whichever it is doesn't matter size of your company should yeah. help dictate that and size of your audience etc so let's say you're doing that but what happens if you're on the three time a week someone goes oh it means i gotta have 150 posts this year no you don't that's where, guess what, we remember that back on February 20th that we ran this post, but no one else remembers that, and that's going back to efficiency and the time when Darren talked about the 20,000 hours your team has. You, you need a strategy, but how many times do you see that Geico ad? How many times do you, you know, when you're, you're uh, trolling on the Internet and you get the retargeting, you see things over and over. So For a yes, reason, Right. So, no, you don't want to have that same social post hit twice in a month. But guess what? Of that 150 spots, you may only need 30. Let's say 30. You could do five times during the course of the year. That means nothing's going to hit more than every 60 days. All right, That's the beauty of the automation. That's the beauty of efficiency. Um, You might have more than 30 because not all of them are repeatable. But the concept is use that and that's where efficiency but people think i've got this technology now i have to do 150 so
1: here's so here's the a good example and um so it's also the you know whether it's 30 or 50 or 100 we don't we we agree we don't need 150 one of the other things is again back to efficiency every single thing you do um, this is where we, we're we going to back it up to brand versus, you know, you know, engagement um, has a different reason for being done. Right. Yep. And so I'll tell some folks in the on the team, they were working on a press release last week for something that had to do with technology uh, certification. And I said, folks, do not overthink this. Do not overthink this. Do not overthink this. This is nothing more. I hate to say it than brand fodder. That's what it is. It's gonna it, basically we are staying, we're we're gonna use this as a as a nice, hey, you know, here's where it's if I can't that's, just stick my logo up there, I'm gonna stick my logo up there with something and, that's and, perfect. I mean, Pat. right, there is a a great example. So what Martech allows you to do to what Tripp is saying is you know, I I like to have two months in the can yeah. of, of stuff because it's going to move around.
2: A- absolutely. And, a and great, here's,
1: a, here's a filler piece that's going to go on.
2: And a great example um, before we wrap up here and we'll come back to this is, so if you're doing the three times a week, what Darren's saying is, look, your Monday may be new. It may be something new every single week. Your Wednesday may be brand, total brand. You can be repeating that maybe every month. And then maybe it's your Friday is a repeat on a product or service. So those are just ideas where you only one out of the week is new. So uh, when we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit more. And you're listening to the Marketing Madmen on Extra
1: 106.3. Now back to the Marketing Madmen on Extra 106.3 FM.
2: Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand here. We were talking about just some ideas of how to use um, – you know, your Martech and and maybe ways to get more efficiency. And I think, you know, and and take the confusion out of it. So the last little segment here, there's one other piece of this article. And um, uh, I do think this is where marketers are confused. All right. So um, one other thing they said, what areas do they think, you know, all digital transformation is relevant for their firm? And 48%. Said this was the uh, f- third or fourth in the list. The highest was 60% um, with just overall technology structure, infrastructure, which is fine. But 48% said preparing for a worldwide web and metaverse based on decentralization, blockchain technology, <laughs> and tokens or cryptocurrencies. <laughs> I'm like, who asked the question? Come on, are you kidding me? I, I, I can't believe it. I'm like, 48% are that. They're the same 48 percent that thought that um, uh, Clubhouse was uh, the next big thing. And age. This is this this is is, is, what I want to know. Time on Earth. That's a time on Earth thing. Um, Such crap. Yeah. I mean, look, there is a okay. The size of the cryptocurrency and blockchain market in general is small, single digits of the total overall economy. First off, metaverse. Okay, Metaverse will will come around, but Metaverse is also a small single-digit you know, size of the economy. I dealt with adding AR and looking at adding 3D design in and looking at various— I mean, we did Google Cardboard when that was the, the thing. And you know what? At some trade shows and all, it made the point. Okay, but did we ever get into having full Oculus? No, it didn't. It didn't scale. It didn't work out in the field. It worked in a trade show to get contractors to understand the possibilities of using 3D it's, design.
1: Exactly. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I first I can't believe the question was even asked, and second of all, the fact 48 percent said that's. I mean, come on, folks. Uh, it is. This is the insa- it, it, This is not Minority Report. For, and then, God we're going to know who who actually is old and young in this this group um, you know I you you know trip knows me well and for uh, I love I love data I love technology uh, I mean it's it's to me the holy grail, but I also am a big time realist as well as a skeptic it's a It's going to take a really long time for all this stuff to happen. People can barely get out of bed in the morning in marketing I mean it's it's horrible. It's absolutely, I mean, why are they asking the, so there's, let's see, wait a minute, we're frustrated with it, um, we, we're not sure what to do with it, and, and oh, by the way, there's this new stuff, this new shiny object over here. Right, oh, that's going to help us with that's that. That's going to help us.
2: Like, you don't even know understand you your me? core part of your business. Yeah, exactly. And so, so now you're, it's go just be a good a marketer thing.
1: first, then and then worry about the metaverse.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, um, so. But here's the thing,
1: sorry, um this is where you know you don't know what you don't know okay we study this stuff all the time we've been in it a long time and we know the questions to ask um and again we we spin it back up to the very beginning of our conversation today the people that are driving a lot of marketing decisions sorry and i i blast marketing so i'm the blind leading the blind yeah it's it, okay when you've got it driving marketing decisions
2: that means marketing's not driving it, in my opinion, because they don't understand it. I mean, you know, somebody's got to do it, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be IT.
1: I, you know, it, and and oh, I, and, and I see it all the time. As soon as mar- as soon as IT gets involved in marketing, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in big companies. You're dead. Um, you know, it becomes, you know, I love I love technology, folks. I I truly do. But they don't know jack squat, most of them, most of them, not all of them, about marketing. So when you're, when you're running a big IT shop inside of a company, where's marketing fall in your, in, your, um,
2: in your focus? Yeah, well, and we, we saw that where a lot of times what will happen is, um, you know, they'll go to a large ERP and oh. then want everything to fall under it. And um, sometimes that might work depending on the organization, but it doesn't always work and you know the same SAP type of structures and oracle yeah. and
1: all these or but you can go down to the to the smaller ones too yeah. you know i mean you got smaller erps out there enterprise resource planning you know tools that are that are out there um i'm net suite you know yeah. comes to mind um you know there's and there's some great tools um again it goes to
2: what are you trying to accomplish with all this stuff what do we and what do we want to get out of it, and then if you can't answer those questions, and then you gotta have a commitment
1: to it. I mean, if you're not committed to it, and got, I, if you ever want, folks, just send a send an email. There are so many articles, McKinsey, Harvard. So, and this is where I get just nutty about it. And when when the when you got two of the big talking head, you know, brands in the country talking about this stuff, they say, oh, you have to have the right commitment. You have to, have, yeah, you do. But you know what? Nobody does it. I shouldn't say nobody. That's hyper. That's hyperbole. Okay. Very few people go into this process of marketing technology with a true understanding of what they're about to step into and make the commitment necessary to make it functionally correct. Because it, 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 it's yeah. just if they if you did, you probably wouldn't do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, because you've got You've got to commit to keeping it ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent clean data clean i mean because look there's no 100 we all know that you go back to the beginning of our conversation about just about advertising if you're going to buy software
1: to help you in in marketing and you don't keep up with it forget it yeah it's like brand if you're not going to build your brand and keep it going forget it if you're not if you're in qsr and you don't keep your restaurants fresh forget it i mean you got to keep going you've got to put a certain amount of a percentage or whatever you want to do in your budget, if you're going to do MarTech and you're going to do your tech stack with it, you better figure out and, exactly what it's going to take to, take to maintain put, that.
2: Put that percentage, as we said, in the people and the research to train them to do what they need to do to, to, to be able to do that. And unfortunately, again, that doesn't happen uh, um, enough. So, you know, I think um, one of the other things that I'll see from time to time is someone who – um, they engage in this area and then you, you hit on it is they think they've got to get all the data. And I love Colin Powell's, you know, uh, I heard this after he passed, you know, his belief that, look, um, I have to get enough information that I'm beyond the, the midpoint. And he, he was kind of a 60 to 80 percent guy. He goes, but I don't have time to wait until I get over 80%. I need enough to point me in the right direction and then base everything on my time on earth, my experience, my history.
1: That's what marketing technology should help you do. Help you fill the gaps of the stuff you just you don't have. The the if you and again folks, if you want to get some information on how we think and all that sort of stuff, but it's all based on this process. You know, you get enough if you have enough information uh, think about how you do turbo tax. We just all went through tax season. And you know, you're not gonna have every single bit of information and it's gonna help you fill in the blanks. Well that's what our process does. You you know, there's enough information we're working on this thing you just mentioned earlier about the thirty thousand lines of code or or, or uh, lines of different contacts, uh, contacts indeed, and so yeah. forth. So first thing we did is we extra we we called three quarters of them yeah. and got it down to six thousand. And these twenty four thousand gone, right? Yeah. These six thousand meaningful, and from there, now out of that six thousand, we're taking it down again to what's the real meaningful starting point? Could be two thousand, and and then from there, we've got a fa- we've got a foundation from which to build.
2: Yeah, and it may you know we might get to thirty thousand again over time, but we'd rather do it the right way. So. Uh, with that, um, you know, fantastic discussion about Martech and the fact that you really need to understand what you're doing and, uh, and and maybe your agency's doing for you. So if you have questions, reach out to us at randinc.cc. And otherwise, we will see you next week. And we are the Marketing Madmen on Extra 106.3.